Ladies and gentlemen, you motherfucking lusties, welcome to another episode of Love, Lust, and Badass. So I know we left you without a dope pod to step to, but we're back this week. What's going on, lady? Hey, what's happening? <laughs> How's your week been? Uh, it's been all right. It's all right? I'm not complaining this week. You're not complaining. All right, cool. Fair enough. Fair enough. No. <laughs> I know you got a lot of shit going on. We've talked about off, off air, but you know, we're going to get that shit together. Don't even worry about that. Um, yeah. <laughs> at this point, I want to just shut everything down and take a break. <laughs> yeah. Well, you may need to. Have you like seriously? Maybe you need to take a week from everything and just just regroup yourself. Yes, yeah. we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I, you're an entrepreneur out here. We need you. Sometimes you need to take a break. Ain't nothing wrong with that. A good, a good, nice, long, relaxing break. Yeah. Yeah, get some head. You know how it go. I mean that don't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I always say like my say, my saying is the right combination of wings, tequila, and head will solve everything. It's just I was gonna say crabs and head. Okay, okay. Not cra- like my crabs. Crabs, are, crabs are like wing for you. What wings are for me? So that's fair enough. Um, yes, <laughs> Love, love, lust. And that so got some topics we got some letters we're gonna have a great show planned for you guys today uh you ready to get into the topics sure all right first topic that we got uh um, so this one made this rounds around social media about a week ago um it was actually on the news as well uh and we'll see where we go with this conversation with it but a man shot his doctor after he was getting a prostate exam and it, 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 this is a thing it's called milking the prostate it actually does happen and the prostate exam made him made him come so he he, he then shoot, shot the doctor i don't know obviously couldn't have been right afterwards i don't know if he like waited for him afterwards but i think this does a whole thing on highlighting the fact that men don't really a understand their bodies and then like to be so self-conscious uh about like who you are that a medical situation something that that can happen makes you come and you so like you're so fearful of like i guess being labeled as gay you shoot your doctor like what do you think of this lady i i didn't think it was a real story <laughs> <laughs> i was like who the hell what the hell why the hell um but after reading it it just seems like well they say he hated homosexuals mm-hmm. and apparently this man associated coming from having his prostate checked as a homosexual act which is why he shot the doctor in the chest twice. Crazy story. People need to understand, like, legit, When if you go, if you were to donate sperm, right, and you have a hard time climaxing or whatever, getting erect from the porn that they provide, they milk the pro- they can milk the prostate, which is this exact same process. So it's like, dude, like, you got you got to be dealing with some real underlined homosexual fears for you to, for, 
for it to escalate like this. I didn't know they do that when you go donate sperm. They don't. It's not like a standard process. They can do it. If you need help, they can do it. It's not like mm-hmm. every time you walk in and donate sperm, they're, they're sticking their finger against your prostate. No, it's not. It's not that. But it can happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and then, so what do you what do you think about the fact? And I know we've we've joked around, talked about your peppermint ass eating, and you know we've 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 cracked jokes. But seriously, the male G spot is apparently the prostate. It's in the prostate. I've never had my prostate stimulated, but like, what do you think about people, who, the men who have like fears over their sexuality being questioned because of it? What do you think about it? I think it's stupid. <laughs> I feel like people are so homophobic and so like everything is labeled gay these days. Everything, no matter what it is, even if it's not, if it if it doesn't seem manly enough, is it, if it's something that a woman may do more than a man would, might do, they always label it as gay. Everything is not gay, and like I always say, any sex between a man and a woman is not gay. Not period. Gay. That's it. You can just let it go right there. Like if it happens between a man and a woman. Therefore, it is not. It can't be gay. So, like this right. whole thing, like like I said, and I I make jokes and stuff. Like, but even people who like enjoy being pegged, like that doesn't make you gay. You're doing it with a woman. It does not make you. If that's what you guys like doing in the privacy of your own home, fuck, get your prostate blown the fuck out. It doesn't make you gay. Like you're doing it with a woman. Like it, I don't I don't know. Like you would think that, especially. And I see it so much from people in, like, our age range, right? Like, I would expect that from, like, people coming right out of high school to, like, who don't understand and don't really have have it all together sexually. But, like, these, these are coming from 30-, 40-year-old people who just don't understand that anything that happens between a man and a woman is not gay. It's ridiculous. I don't... I, She's crazy, man. Yeah, and in, in this instance with the article, it's a medical procedure. So it's not, again, it's not gay. Even if you're a male and you have a male doctor, it's still not considered gay. It's a medical procedure to check and make sure that everything is okay. He's not doing it for sexual pleasure. <laughs> it's a, it, Exactly. It's, it's a physical reaction that happens involuntarily. It's not saying you get turned on like... We shouldn't have to explain this to, to the age range that of people who can listen to this podcast. We just shouldn't. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, we live in 2020 where people are just I just I get I get completely thrown off guard by like some of the stuff people, in our, like I said, in our age range still have views on with relationships and shit like not even counting the, the Twitter back and forth I was in last week or whatever, but just like we have a, a Facebook group. I'm in other yeah. Facebook groups and like seeing some of the stuff and comments that people make and these like old ass men with salt and pepper beards. And it's like, how do you not get this? How do you not understand certain things? But, you know, everybody isn't involved, I guess. Yeah, they're a little slow. They're not they're not up to up to date with everything that's happening at all <laughs> and then you know men see sex as so much they see it as just pleasure for them a lot of times and not the woman too so again anything that they feel like they may do to a woman or they want to do to a woman they consider gay if it's done on themselves it's very weird hopefully people grow up but let's move into topic number two yeah. this one is would you, would you <laughs> consider this a meme i, I don't know this is a little post that I pulled from social media. Um, this one is why men don't marry. And it's cut off, but this is the, the I'm going to read it. What exactly does marriage offer men today? Men know there's a good chance that they'll lose their friends, their respect, 
their space, their sex life, their money, and if it all goes wrong, their family, says Helen Smith, a Ph.D. and author of Men on Strike. They don't want to they don't want to enter into a legal contract with someone who could effectively take half their savings pension property when the honeymoon period is over. Men aren't wimping out by staying unmarried or being or being commitment phobes. They're being smart. Unlike women, men lose all power after they say I do. The masculinity dies too. That shit is fucking bullshit. Like I say, I don't agree. Listen, the fact that it's a woman writing this too is just like like who hurt you? Like or who hurt your son? Maybe it's like because to me to me to say that men give up the power the moment they say I do I I don't believe in that. And this goes back to like some of the stuff that I talk about with like BDSM like part of being dominant, being in control of it is having the ability to to relinquish it and trust like this if you if you feel like you're giving up all your power just because you say I do and you're constantly being fearful of losing your family, losing half your possessions, whatever. Why the fuck are you getting married in the first place? Like you c- clearly aren't going into it with the right mind. What do you think, lady? I think it's BS. Do you know how many men get elevated once they get married? Like you do so much better in life and business with your emotions, with your mental, with your health. Like if you marry the right person, and not just anybody. If you marry the right person, y'all will elevate each other. You shouldn't lose out on any of this shit, especially the respect. Like, where, how and does respect friends? lead? Like, because friends? It's, listen, this, how? this, this, this to, me, to me just says and highlights the fact that people are getting married for the wrong fucking reasons. If this is everything that people mm-hmm. are losing getting into marriages, that lets you know that people aren't, a taking marriage marriage as seriously as they as they need to anymore. But on top of that, people are just rushing to get married. Like people are rushing into relationships, which then goes into rushed marriages, which then five, eight years later leads to motherfuckers being ready to kill each other and die and being stressed the hell out. And then they want to blame yeah. marriage as a whole. No, blame your choices. Blame the fact that you didn't do your due diligence and find somebody who was meant for you. Blame the fact that you were being lonely and you settled for the first motherfucker who came around rather than somebody who actually added to you. We got to stop blaming the ideal of marriage on why marriages go wrong. Mar- Marriage itself doesn't make marriage go wrong. People make marriages go wrong. People have to be more accountable for their decisions. Mm. That's a fact. That's that's all it is. Be accountable for your decisions. Marriage is not a bad thing. Marriage is not a negative thing. Marriage is not a scary thing. Marriage can be beautiful when it's done right with the right person. And you still run into those people who feel like... Um, and I hate to admit this, right? Because again, this is me being in groups and I have discussions with other men that people, there are still men and I'm sure women too, that think that once they get married, all it means is they're going to have sex every day and somebody to cook and clean for them. And it's like, if that's what you think is going to make a marriage, you, you got, you got 36 months tops fam tops. That's what I'm saying. That's at the high level. Really? Ideally, you probably got about eight to 14 months if we just being 100 percent real, <laughs> because that honeymoon honeymoon period wears off really quick. And nowadays, especially because of like like it was different. The honeymoon period lasted longer when people had traditional roles and the fact that like the woman just stayed at home, take care of the kids and the men went to work because there was a clear delineation and they didn't spend a lot of time together. But now that women rightfully so are having careers and doing everything. And now men and women are having to split so much that motherfuckers are getting fed up or, or realizing that it ain't all 
peaches and cream three months into a marriage, 90 days. Like, I think I read something before that there have been more divorces within 90 to 120 days in the last three years than any other period in history, which makes sense when you think crazy. about how the people maneuver through relationships nowadays. That's crazy. Oh, 120 days? 120 days. Can you imagine that? 100, uh, 100, like, shit. That means it's like you your courting period of getting to know like and that doesn't mean you don't become exclusive. But before you even get to the point of thinking about marriage should be longer than that. So you mean to tell me that marriages are lasting less than courting. That shit's crazy. We need help in society. But, you know, it's a double edged sword, though, because you got some people that have known each other for that amount of time or less and got married and they've been married for 30, 40, 50. Yeah. Years. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, you know, yeah. It still but comes down to accountability. It comes down it's to accountability better. and intent <laughs> and being real with what you're getting yourself into. People, like, they don't even show their true selves a year into a relationship sometimes. Like, how do you expect to make decisions and you still garden part of yourself? It's it's that whole marriage conversation because, like, you're right. People, people have fucking gotten married after dating for 60 days and been married, yeah. like you said, the rest of their lives. They've never looked back, never thought about divorce. You got people who date for five years or who been together, living together for five, six, seven years, get married within a year, getting married, they're divorced. Yep. It's crazy. I don't understand it. Yeah. We live in a, we live in a cold, cold world, Tia. Cold, <laughs> cold world. All right, topic number three. This is where we're getting the last two questions that were presented to us. Uh, this one, this first one that I like, would you rather be wanted or needed? I'm going to let you answer this one first. I was kind of taking the first two and just ran, ran off at the mouth, so go ahead and answer this one. I don't want to be needed. Been there, done that. When you're needed, it's like the person can't do shit without you. Mm. Like, I need you for everything. I don't want to be needed for everything. I need you to be self-sufficient, and I need, it, I need to be an added bonus to your life. So I'd rather be wanted I need you to be able to do everything you need to do on your own and, and just want me. I don't I don't want you to need me. Yeah, no. I don't want to be I don't want to be neither. I want to be appreciated. If you appreciate me, then those other things kind of come with it. If you That's not the option. No. Wanted well, or neither. Neither. I'm good with either. Listen, there I, I listen. One, wanting somebody is the easiest thing in the world and, and like that's why I would I would never if I had if I just had to choose between the two it's like I don't know I really don't know I can't answer because I, I don't want to be wanted because you people who don't know you can say that they want you right or you can want the idea of somebody and not want them I don't want to be wanted I definitely don't want to be needed because again I've said this before uh, on a different topic though but if you need me hell there are days where I can't keep myself together and if you need me to stay together, we finna be fucked up. <laughs> oh Lord. But, That's uh, funny. Yeah, right, yeah. I'm good on both of those. I'm good on both of those. All right. Last one before we get into the question and answer, uh, Segwar emails. Um, what do you find is the most difficult thing about establishing a relationship? I'm gonna just add in 2020 off that, but what do you think it is? Intent. Mm. intent intent that's the most difficult thing like what are your intentions are they good intentions are they bad intentions and then what kind of relationship would you like to establish do you want to establish a sex relationship uh, a romantic relationship like where we're actually together and we're working and we're building even with friendships like what are, what are your intentions intention is hard and is difficult because everybody don't have the best ones and what else? Let's see. 
I'm going to stick with that for now. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um, it's the hardest thing about establishing a relationship. It's a good one. It is. Um, I was like getting on the same page, right? Aligning. And, and, yeah. and because I think like certain, like certain, both men and women, everything I say is, is men and women is that we have a habit of hearing sometimes or taking things the way we hope that they're going to go or taking things the way we want to. Even if somebody is communicating exactly where they are, we then add our own interpretation on it, which is, which is natural. I'm not, I'm not trying to vilify that that's natural, but then it, it, it hurts us from getting on the same page with that because you know, if we're not, if we're not even, if we're, we can't establish us being on the same page about what both of us want without putting our own twist on it, it, it makes it hard to establish anything in my, in my opinion. I think also like, um, checking your feelings, I think for, for a lot, a lot of, not necessarily for me, but like people, especially, I don't know if it's because I'm in podcasting because I'm in the public eye, but I'll say for me, a big part of it is people just getting out their motherfucking feelings. Like you would, you would be surprised how often who, who's this leaving hearts under your thing. Like, what the fuck do you think? I know everybody who follows me. I got a podcast that gets 3000 listens damn near a week. You think I know everybody who fucking follows me personally? No. Like that's the type of shit that I don't have. Like I don't have, I guess, you know, let me answer it truthfully then. What, what do, what's the most difficult thing for me is finding a motherfucker who I'm willing to be patient with their bullshit because they're, I just don't have time. <laughs> just real talk. Where I'm at right now, I am at the happiest I have ever been in my life. And for me to try to add anyone to that, you need to be adding or bringing something positive in. The moment you bring any type of negativity my way and I don't have any negativity going on right now, you gots to go. And I don't have much leeway with that. Maybe that's a bad thing on my on my part, but it's where I am right now. I ain't got time for this shit. You know what? I, I heard something the other day. I watch a lot of Black Love. I love Black Love, the TV show. And someone said... You can't show grace if you've never, you, you can't give grace if you've never been shown grace. That's bullshit. I don't think so. It is because we've all we've all received grace in one way or another. Grace isn't something that that no one has not experienced. Everyone has has experienced some form of grace. Just us making it to our life, and, and we're both religious. We've all received grace at some point. Oh. In the relationship aspect, not everyone has been shown grace. Some people have a very low BS tolerance. Well, so, okay. <laughs> like so, you. But that's, that's one of those things that's the chicken before the egg, right? Because, okay, so if we're all saying we have to be shown grace first to understand it. Who was the first person to show grace? Like, no, I, I still don't. I still don't agree with that. Grace is something that I won't. I'm not saying it's not learned, but you shouldn't have to be given it to understand the importance and the concept of grace. I don't, I don't believe that at all. I can't get with that. So, I mean, more power to people who do. I'm not, again, I'm I'm just, I'm saying what, what I, where I am in my life. I'm not trying to shit on anybody else's feelings. I'm just saying my feelings on it is not, I'm I'm not with it. Here's the question. What would you consider bullshit when it comes to someone else? And the things that you consider BS, Mm. are they the same things that you might have done or said to them that they had to give you grace on? Because you make it seem like you're, I know my patience is low, Mm. but you're making it seem like you don't have no patience like at all. No, I do. It's just certain certain shit that I'm just not, I'm not going to deal with. I have patience with, 
you have to have patience. Like, fuck, I'm a father. I got patience with certain things. Yeah, but it's with just, kids and adults, it's, it's just, different. But <laughs> you would think, but in 2020, it's not. It's not. Like, hell, my damn kids are more emotionally intelligent than most grown-ups I run into. But um, it, it's so, I mean, you do have to understand if, if somebody I, I if somebody does the same shit that you do and you that's why it's important to know your own faults a lot of people think that they're blameless in relationships and then that's why it's hard for them to give grace because they they're walking around thinking everything that went wrong in every relationship was the other person's fault so there i can't understand you not being able to understand how to give grace because hell you don't you're not even in touch with your own faults but i think if if we're emotionally intelligent people Grace shouldn't be be hard to give to somebody because we understand that we all have faults. We all have things we have shortcomings in. My thing isn't isn't that if you have a shortcoming and you can admit it, fine, we can work with that. I can work with that all day. But if you have a shortcoming or a trigger or something and you refuse to admit that it's a trigger and you keep trying to blame it on every other aspect around you, I can't get you got to go because there's nothing I can do with it. Makes sense. All right. That's (laughs) you got anything left before we get into our break. Okay, now wait. This this first listener question email. You oh, don't have we're to not read into this. that. We haven't even gotten to the break yet. You, I just asked oh, if you got anything before say, the break. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, so uh, <laughs> Tia does not have a cookie of the week this week. So before we get into the break, I'm going to give my cookie of the week this week. My cookie of the week is the first underscore lady, my business partner, oh. my friend. One, one of one one of one of I truly believe one of my soulmates, and I've said before, not every soulmate is necessarily romantic, but I see what you're doing, and I think that you know, as somebody who works hard as hell, I recognize the work that you're putting in to build your business, to build your brand, to help build love, lust, and, ba- and badass soul back up. We got some shit going on, so I because we didn't have a cookie of the week, I can't let I can't let a week go by without acknowledging you for the motherfucking beauty and powerhouse of a woman that you are. So my cookie of the week is Miss T and my partner for life. Thank you. Aren't you sweet? So we're going to go ahead. We're going to get have to get you some pretty toes in your inbox. Thank you. I've been asking for months. (laughs) You don't do it. But uh, we're going to go ahead. We're going to get into our first break. When we come back, we got uh, listener submitted emails that we're going to answer. We'll be right back after this. What's up, everybody? This is Dan, a.k.a. Dan on Drugs. And I am Afro Becky, a.k.a. Afro Becky. And we are the Black Law and Legal Lies podcast. podcast, a weekly legal podcast for the culture. Each week, we have conversations with our co-host Anne, a licensed and practicing slash ratchet ass attorney, as well as myself, a rehabilitated criminal and our lovely esteemed moderator, Afro Becky. Most of our topics are legal in nature and we discuss them in a relatable way. We release new episodes every Tuesday. Yo, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available. Or you can find us on social media at Black Law Podcast. So check us out. Or don't. Hey. What? Sometimes people do like the opposite. <laughs> All right, so we're, we're back after break. Uh, we're getting into your emails. we got some crazy ones this week. The first one, the title of this one is, My wife's best friend is cheating on her husband with his best friend. Would I be would I be in the wrong for exposing it to her husband? Bam, this is how it starts off, right? The actual email. Already crazy, I know. All these people are in my friend circle, too. To make it easier to understand, T is the wife's best friend, P is her husband, and V, her husband's best friend. I think we got that. 
All right, TMP <laughs> got married two years ago. The relationship has been a shamble since before they got married. Wife was a matron of honor at TMP's wedding. No kids together, but T has kids from a previous relationship. Oh, wow, you cheating with the matron of honor? Anyway, we'll get into this. Uh, T has been cheating on P for at least six months until recently when V blocked her on all platforms and cut contacts after after beginning to date a girl. She's not in our friend circle and almost a mortal enemy of T. Now T has started to spout off about the affair to not only the wife, but now her sister. Not because T feels guilty, but because she caught feelings and feels hurt that V cut her out. When asked about coming clean to P, T continues to change the focus about how she's the victim with V. Of course, my wife and T's sister keep telling her what she's doing to P is just wrong and she should come clean to P. I've already talked to V about what he's lost respect for me and this is just before he blocked her. It just pisses me off that P consistently gets the short end of the stick in every aspect. Should I tell P about the affair? Okay, so P and T are married. V is... <laughs> V is the best friend. Okay, I, I got. I think I got what's going on here. Oh, God. Okay, so you basically have a husband, a wife that's cheating with the husband's best friend. Let's just let's just put that all, all out right. there. Okay. Why? 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 Why is, do people like? Are people asking for clarity because they just don't want to admit it to themselves? Like you're married, you're cheating. It's wrong. It doesn't matter who the fuck it's with, right? It could be with your best friend. Right. It could be with your best friend's best friend. It could be with your cousin, sister, baby cousin, auntie, whatever. It's wrong. You're married. Stop cheating. I don't get why all the extra dramatic about it. What do you think? I don't know. I don't want to keep trying to figure that shit out. All I know is there's no loyalty with anyone anymore. Point blank, period. And to answer his question, would I be wrong for exposing it to her husband? Yes. Mind your business. Mind your motherfucking business. If everybody hangs in the same circle and everybody know but the, the woman's husband, then eventually he'll find out. And you never know. He might have heard wind of it already. He might not care because he might be cheating on her too. Who knows? But this is too messy. It's too many people involved. The whole fucking group know. I say leave it alone. Yeah. Ain't no point in dragging you and your wife into something that really don't have shit to do with y'all. That's, that's a motherfucking fact. Say that shit again. Um, yeah. All right. Well, that's it. Let's go ahead and get into the second email. <laughs> Uh, go ahead go ahead and take it away <laughs> he made me the other woman should i tell his girlfriend why everybody wants to snitch okay last year i met a guy that lives a few hours down from me a few houses down from me sorry at the time we met he was in a fwb situation with a friend of mine i knew he had a girlfriend but he was adamant that it was an open relationship and his girlfriend knew over the last 10 months he and i have been fuck with buddies I'm not a gullible person. I knew he was lying to me about some stuff, but I did believe that she knew. Imagine my surprise when she texted me to ask if he had ever, if he and I have ever been physical. I want to be honest, but I also don't want to be responsible for breaking up their family. They just had a baby in May. Should I tell his girlfriend? Friend. See, the open relationship shit is funny. Mm. If someone that I'm getting to know tells me that they're in an open relationship, I want 
your girlfriend or your wife to tell me that you're in an open relationship too. Because I feel like so many people are open to the whole open relationship now that a lot of men use that as leeway to do what the fuck they want. And the women that they're telling it to never gets confirmation you know, before they do what they do from the woman that he's with. So well, there's a lot of different forms of of open relationships. I so I, under, I understand what you're getting at, but some open relationships are basically the woman saying, "Do whatever you do as long as I don't find out about it." So there, it, like, so that that. But does even exist. then, if I'm the girl that you want to deal with, mm-hmm. and your girl gave you the okay, I need to see it in a text message. I need to hear her say it, like, because again, so many guys use that shit to do what the fuck they want. I need to know for sure because I never want to be responsible mm-hmm. for being a homewrecker. But some of it you can't, again, like, it, I understand, and in, in some situations I understand that, but you got to realize that if, you, if you're if you open to yourself, if you're even open to the idea of messing with somebody who says they're in an open relationship, you need to realize that there may be a situation in which you may you may not get that conf- that that confirmation. That may, that may just not be possible. Like I said, if they have the, the, the conversation that she's saying, all right, you could... As long as you don't bring nothing home, you don't get nobody pregnant, and I don't hear about it, I don't care what you do. That's a conversation that happens in in a marriage. You may never, there may not be a receipt to show for that. I'm just I saying. Get that. I'm just playing. Play, I'm trying to get it from all. all I get. I can't do it, so I wouldn't. Oh do yeah, it. And, but yeah. <laughs> but should she tell the girlfriend? Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't. It's not like you love him. You already knew what it was when you started dealing with him. You don't have no loyalty to him. You already knew he was fucking with your friend before you started fucking with him. So why does it matter? Why Why do you want to tell the girlfriend? It just seems like, like honestly, and I don't like, I, I know she's the one who written in, but it just, it seems like there's a bit of, well, why, why didn't you choose me in this? Because my thing is, if you know he was messing with your friend, you then went ahead and fucked him anyway. Why are you surprised that he got with another girl and now you want to be like it just it comes off like you just want to be seen like you want to be acknowledged. And it's like you knew what it was. Like you said, when you got when you met him, he was messing with your friend. So like that right there, you have already crossed the boundary that you shouldn't even be trying to be messy. Yes, Slim, you're going to have to take this one on the chin and keep it moving. You ain't no point in saying nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's no point. Keep it to yourself. Writing a diary about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to like. People like this. This, <laughs> this no, but this is why people need to acknowledge and admit that if you can't handle a, fr- a friends with benefits type situation, don't get in one. So many people get in it like hoping, and I'm and I'm. She didn't say that in her email. This is just my thoughts on it in general. Is that people get into situations like this and then hoping in the back of their mind, well, eventually we're going to get together. Eventually he'll, he'll want to be with me. And then they get in their feelings when it don't happen. And that's why you need to like, if you can't handle being a friend with benefits, don't fuck, stop doing it. Like stop doing it and thinking, Oh, well, you know, that's what people my age are doing or X, Y, Z people get caught up so much in, in thinking that they, they should be okay with something. Then just, just admit I'm not okay with it. So I'm not going to do it. Like what? What's the old saying? You lose them. You lose them how you get them. Yeah, yeah, that's the old saying. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that, lady. There you go. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> All right, we got one last email before we go for tonight. Um, this one's a fairly lengthy one. Well, not really. It's a lot of paragraphs, but the paragraphs are pretty short. Um, the one this one is titled "My girlfriend of seven months feels so attached to me. Is this normal? Is this healthy?" Did you write this? No. no. <laughs> it kidding. sounds like some shit that I I was sure reading that like. 
this definitely sounds like some shit I would feel. Um, in a relationship of seven months, even though I'm in my mid-20s, this is my first relationship that I've been fully official, meet the families, ETC. So, so you should have already known that's not me because I ain't meet nobody's family. But uh, so <laughs> unfortunately, I don't quite have anything to base it off of. I'm a guy that's legitimately quite busy with a career, job, outdoor hobbies, studying for a professional exam, having my own apartment, ETC. My girlfriend has a professional job, but she lives with her parents and doesn't really have the same hobbies or active lifestyle. My girlfriend, despite her many other good qualities, has been pushing me in terms of how much time we spend together. Here are some of the examples of the level of attachment she displays and honestly me struggling to keep up. She could legitimately snuggle, snuggle me in bed all day. She comes over three or four nights a week and pretty much the whole weekend. If she had it her way, we would literally be lying in bed, kissing and snuggling all the time. I know this sounds great, but it often means missing out on other things. She gets frustrated if I have to leave for some time, even when it's I'm going to the gym for an hour, then stop, stop for a haircut. Acts very dramatic when she has to leave. 9.30 p.m. on weeknights tends to drag it out a long time. ETC. He uses ETC a lot. Like He does. Come on now. You're overusing the ETC. Isn't it? Like, damn it. Um, She's very, very dramatic <laughs> about our relationship. We often end up doing a wide range of activities together. She's not active at all, which does differ a lot from what I do for fun. Again, this isn't meant to seem cold. My girlfriend is amazing. I think I love her, but at times it just feels like too much. What do you think of this? It sounds like too much. Nigga, you already know for me, that shit made my skin crawl reading that shit. First of all, nigga, I ain't got time to be laying in. Like, I got shit to do, first of all. Like, this shit, (laughs) you know, real talk. People get into these, especially if it's their first relationship, serious relationship, people think and have this idea that, you know, the, the typical TV, the teen, like, TV show relationship where we just lay and we just look in each other's eyes and all that shit. All that is not how real life relationships work when you're an adult. Like the time that people get, I think I read before that couples, I think it was with kids though, but married couples with kids typically only get three hours of quality time together a week, a week. Now, again, I think that was married couples with kids. So that's, that differs a little bit, but you got to think like this whole thing of spending a lot of time together, that shit is not realistic all the time. Like it's about, it should be about making the time you do have together quality time more so than trying to artificially lengthen that time by not getting shit else done in life. Life just doesn't work that way. What do you think? Hmm. Mid twenties, seven months. She's bored. She doesn't have anything to do to keep her occupied outside of you and work. He says that she doesn't have any inactive lifestyle or any other hobbies. Like, where are her friends? Is she close to her family? Like, help encourage her to do find a hobby. Mm-hmm. And then you say you think you love her. Even if you do love her, would this be too much for you on a day-to-day basis? Like, you have to ask yourself that. I would just tell her, like, hey, I like you. We spend a lot of time together, but you're here a lot. Not used to this. I like my space. So maybe if you keep coming over, you have to leave on time. You know I'm studying for my exam. If we decide to get married, I have to take care of you, right? How am I going to do that if I fail my exam? Give me my time and space to do what I need to do to make sure that I'm okay and in turn you are okay. But you, you I'm, I feel smothered and I need some space. <laughs> and I think it's important to, to set your boundaries, Like right? People get afraid to set boundaries in a relationship because they think it's going to turn the person away. But at the end of the day, if that's the time that you need, you have to set that boundary because you're not going to be happy in the long run just ignoring it. 
I also think that, you know, to even if you say, well, if you want to come over, you have to understand, like, I'm fine with you coming over here, but there are going to be times where I'm doing something else on the phone, b- doing this for my business or whatever. And you're going to have to just learn to be OK with being in the same room with me and uh, and being around <laughs> each other, not necessarily just totally engulfed in each other. Now, on the flip side of that, there is still important it's important to schedule that one-on-one time to make sure that, that she's getting that. And you, you guys are getting that to build your relationship. But at the same time, like you gotta, you gotta have time for other things. Like people who think that you get in this serious relationship and that's all that engulfs your life. That's why people end up resenting and hating each other a few years later, because that's just not the way it's not the way the shit works. It doesn't, it does not work that way. Yeah. If he doesn't nip this in the butt, he's going to resent her too. And then every little thing that she does is going to annoy the fuck out of him. Yep. And then he's just going to blow up and she's not going to understand where it came from. So you might as well tell her now. There you go. Period. Point blank. That's it. That's it. We ain't got nothing left. You got anything left? (laughs) No, nothing left. Oh, check out Lady Haven, www.ladyhaven.com. All of our summer and spring stuff from earlier this year is going on sale. So check it out. No code necessary. Um, it'll be on sale later on tonight. All right. Well, there you go. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Make sure you check out Lady Haven fellas. The, the fellas that are listening, you get your lady something from Lady Haven. They'll love you for it. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> I think I think that's it. I want to do want to thank people. You know, I know uh, we we missed the episode uh, or whatever, but we got some shit coming, and it it's going to be so beautiful next month. Next month is going to be so amazing for us. It's going to be crazy. Our three year anniversary, even though, even though T, I know you you've been on the podcast. If it, have we been doing this six months together yet? There about since June, since I think. June? Okay, so yeah, about three four four months together. But the third year anniversary of the podcast is the eighteenth of October uh, next year, and we got some shit coming. We got some shit coming. So I'm really excited for everything <laughs> that we got going on. Me and Lady are working hard behind the scenes. So like I said, if you when you see us on social media, big up, Lady. She has been working tirelessly. And <laughs> I don't mean to put her business out there, but uh, my love been stressed out a little bit. So I just, I want people, yeah. I want people to lift you up. She needs, she needs the, the love, the prayers, all that shit. Lift Lady up for me uh, because... You know, we're a two-headed monster here, and if one head ain't right, we're not right as a unit. So we need—I need y'all to to fill in to, to to lady so that she can be renewed and refreshed, and we can keep this this podcast going. Amen. All right. So that's Close it. this out in prayer, Pastor Hayes. <laughs> see why you have to do Pastor Hayes. Go ahead, and give me your social media so we get the hell up out of here. Uh, catch me at the first lady D A F I R S T underscore L A D I on Twitter. I'm getting a lot more followers on Twitter. And on Instagram. There you go. You can follow me at CEO Hayes, the CEO H A I Z E. You can follow us collectively at Love Lust and BAS. Uh, you can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, Love Lust and BAS at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do so at 614 547 2039. We are the best adult podcast in the land, and we off this bitch. Peace. So many girls on then. Well, I don't really care what people say. I don't really watch what them want do. Still, I got to stick to my girls like glue, and I might not play number two. All I know the time it's just getting jet Need a lot of trees up in my head Got a lot of dental in my bed to run that real head
Well, I know flicker girl, them out the road, them got the goody goody. One thing me have to tell them, don't they got the woody woody. Front way, back way, cut the came on off and show me, show me. Virgin, them one give me, and me have to talk it, talk it. Hot girls out the road, I say them see me, see me. And I tell me, say them have something for give me, give me. How much time I night, them all a dream about the Jimmy, Jimmy. Them a promise, and I tell me, say you feel me, feel me. But a promise is a compare to a fool, so cool. But they don't know, say that man have to rule the school. When I pet them, just wet them up, just like a fool. When I dig me, tell me, have to use up me tool. But I don't really care what people say. I don't really watch what them want do. Still, I got to stick to my girl.